What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Eric Ingram, who's a co-founder and CEO of Scout. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. Happy to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Just finished my cup of coffee, feeling nice and energized and excited to dive into into Scout. For people that haven't heard of kind of Scout or, or your company, can you kind of share what is Scout and what are you working on? Absolutely. So as we become a more technologically advanced society, we become more and more reliant on satellites. If one of these satellites were to fail, it could lead to millions of people without services, could lead to billions of dollars of lost assets and revenue, could lead to the formation of space debris. And if you're talking about a safety critical system like GPS or weather satellites, it could lead to loss of life. Um, and now currently when satellites fail up to half of the time, the cause is never determined. So we're trying to close this information gap by developing the capabilities and services to perform in, uh, in space on-site satellite inspections. So I'd love to kind of hear a little bit of, um, I guess, I guess a couple of things. Well, actually to start, let's go with or kind of origin story here. So this is a very like, uh, you know, new market for the podcast, as we talked about before this, you know, we dive all into other stuff, but I'm kind of interested in space now. So I might ask some basic questions about space in general, but just to start, why did you decide to get started in this? And like kind of what was interesting about this market or space for you in order to build Scout? Yeah. So I have always been um, a space nerd, like my entire life, even, you know, back in middle and high school, the only thing I ever wanted to do was work in the uh, space industry. So that's kind of just what I did. Um, and my whole uh, goal in my career with this is to try to make space safer to operate in so that the industry can flourish. And, um, you know, in the last few years, there have been some very high profile satellite failures in the industry. And there is um, a distinct inf information gap that exists on satellite health. And that coincides with my uh, other co-founder and CTO, Sergio, a few years ago, he was launching a CubeSat, so small satellite about the size of a loaf of bread to space, and they never made contact with it. And um, they spent months uh, trying to just send signals to get it to respond and all this stuff. And he has a, a story about him climbing on the roof of the building where the ground station was and plugging his laptop directly in. I like to add, um, you know, embellish a little bit and say there was like a storm and, you know, it was lightning and thundering, and, you know, it, it was crazy weather. But so he never made contact with the satellite. His whole thesis is, you know, if he could have just seen the satellite, he would know what to do with it. Um, and that holds true, whether it be at the small end for the small uh, CubeSats, like I mentioned, or for billion dollar um, 
GPS satellites, communication satellites, and things like that, they suffer from the same issues in you only know the information that you get down from the satellite itself. So that kind of fed into the idea of, okay, what can we do about that? And so inspections kind of fell out of that equation. And it's not necessarily a new concept in the industry. Um, it has been done a few times on the governmental side for you know a few more zeros than what we're going to do it for. But um, really in the last five years or so, it has just become uh, technologically and uh, financially feasible to actually do it. So it's kind of just the right combination of timing and all that stuff that led to the um, the idea to use small and expensive satellites to perform in-space inspections of large expensive satellites. And just kind of a question, slightly like, you know, something that wasn't planned beforehand, but just kind of overall, because, you know, this is, some, this is space, right? I think a lot of people listening are like, it feels, you know, out of this world, you know, ha ha ha. But really, it does feel like a very distant market for, for many people. Can you kind of just give us an overview on in the last like decade of like what's gone on in in just in space and like you know as we were talking about it's been growing you know in popularity and it's becoming more mainstream um i just tell you here like kind of why, why you think that is so overall just you know overall what's going on in the market and what's it been like in the last couple of decades kind of from your perspective yeah so um the crazy thing about space is it's probably closer to you than the last vacation you took i mean i think you know 20 kilometers up and you're in space so uh, that's one thing to keep in perspective. And I think there's also the issue that people kind of put space on a pedestal and think you have to have the right stuff to be in the industry. And I think that's wrong. I think one thing we have too many engineers and um, too many people outside of the industry that we need to join um, and just get in. So it's, it's not the crazy futuristic thing it sounds. Um, it is fun to work in, but sorry for that bit of a side. Um, the industry is rapidly growing. Uh, like I said, the miniaturization and um, lowering cost of technology has enabled business models that were not possible years ago. You have companies like SpaceX uh, drastically lowering the cost of launch so that it's cheaper to get things to space. And you combine that together and suddenly a lot of things are viable. Um, there are now, you know, hundreds of space startups. Um, I think there's, you know, a lot of launch companies specifically. Um, and so it's all trending towards being a more mainstream industry, a larger industry, and an industry that just has a lot of things going on. Yeah, definitely. I, I was watching like a YouTube video, I don't know, a couple of days ago, just to overview like the business of space. And like, yeah, it's fascinating. And I'm, I'm looking forward to having, you know, many, many more founders kind of in this realm on the podcast. And, you know, appreciate you coming on yourself. So I'm curious, what does an average day look like for you as you're working on scout you know are you fundraising are you you know shipping code shipping you know you know what, what are you doing i guess on an average day um for kind of the audience to know about yeah so um unfortunately due to covid i'm currently still working out of my condo so i'm doing um essentially all of the non-technical things and my cto sergio is focused on the technical stuff and he's building hardware and kind of prepping code and things um so i'm mostly doing things like this. I'm talking to people. So I'm talking to investors. I'm talking to potential advisors. I'm talking to potential customers, trying to build up our um, network um, in all facets. And although, you know, I do have a technical background, um, you know, it's, it's come in handy because I can, I can have that sort of dual communication. I can talk to the technologists and talk to like the financers and and have those conversations. But right now it, it's purely that it's just meetings, talking to people, growing our network, um, 
you know, things are going to be moving pretty rapidly here in the near future. We're preparing our first demonstration mission for uh, 2021, which we'll be releasing more details about in the near future, but not quite yet. Um, and so we're we're trying to ramp up uh, very soon to meet those uh, milestones and requirements to make that happen. That's very exciting. Um, I'm kind of curious if you were to zoom out, um, you know, out from the day to day and like into the future, five, 10, 15 years, what does, uh, what does Scout look like then? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in? Yeah. So the, the smaller part of the big vision is we want to be the world's leading provider of in-space inspection services. Um, you know, we think by focusing on that niche that gives us a leg up and allows us to hopefully capture a, a big chunk of that market. Um, on the, the more top level view is we want to make safe space safer to operate in. We want to lower the risk profile um, so that it's safer to operate in, which allows more capital to flow into the market, which allows the industry to be more robust. And it hopefully it feeds into itself and we can just be a small um, part of the overall equation that helps the space industry to be bolstered, to grow rapidly and to really help solve a lot of Earth's um, problems. You know, uh, space is infinite. The, you know, uh, materials in space are infinite. The space in space is infinite for the most part. Um, and so being able to more readily and easily access it, both as industry and as a civilization, I think uh, can only help to, to better the outcome in everyone's lives. And to make that vision happen, you need some help, right? It takes a village to make a to start um, to make a company and a startup happen. So my question for you is, how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you looking for investors? Are you looking for partners or customers? You know, how can the forward-thinking founders community assist? Yeah, so I think uh, going off a lot of what your previous um, participants have said, all of the above is the short answer. Um, the longer answer is we are currently finishing up our first uh, pre-seed round. Um, so we're going to be hiring in the near future for things like computer vision engineers, for things like if you have business development experience in the satellite or defense industry, those sorts of positions. Um, but also, I mean, if we are always interested in talking to more investors, so even though our current round is is almost full, um, we'll be raising again in the near future. Space is a little bit of a pricey endeavor. So um, the earlier we can make those connections and build those relationships, the better. But in general, you know, we're happy to talk to anyone who's interested in what we're doing. Cool. And, and then for my last question, if someone, you know, wanted to reach out, they were interested in investing or working with you, anything like that, how can they find you online? What's your website? Are you on social media? Do you have an email? How can people reach out? Yeah. So um, our website is scout.space. And then our all of our social media handles, and it'll be a little bit confusing, are the words um, scout.space all in one because we wanted to get clever. So um scout.space the website and scout the word dot then space uh social media and i can be reached at eric at scout.space all right well thank you so much for coming on onto the podcast i really appreciate it thank you very much